Well, so after a, a few days of working in Sweden... I'm still... I saw plenty of video and, and photo evidence of you not working in Sweden. There's precious little evidence of you actually doing any work, though. So, whatever. Sure, work. David, what I do, it's of a highly confidential nature. Um, if, if I just told the world what I was working on, uh, there'd be mass hysteria. Markets would be uh, an upheaval. It's just... David, did we, just we don't want to go there. Did you just basically tell our podcast listener that you freeze markets? <laughs> no, I, I did not say anything like that. Um, I'm just a very, 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 very moderately important person. Oh, I, uh, I shape America's future through the youth of America, the hope of America. So I guess I kind of do that too. Hmm. Okay, okay, I just want, there's a weird tension mm. between Anthony and I, which is funny. <laughs> so, so Anthony practices law. He has an esquire at the end of his name. I would say I execute law. I think I've practiced enough. I'm like at the stage now where, you know, it's, it's game time. We're not, we're talking about practice, David. What more? What? <laughs> not a, not a, not a, not a game, not a game. Yes. Okay. So Anthony executes the whatever. It makes you sound like a like a super important. Thank you. But no, I wasn't finished. <laughs> anyway, there's this weird tension because Anthony has this job, I have a job, and I'm a professional too. But it's on like a much lower scale of what society sees as like a professional, which is um, kind of also demonstrated by the pay scale in my mm. profession. So there's this, there's a funny tension where like it goes back. Anyway, I just think it's really interesting. So every time something like that comes up, it's fun. Anyway. Go ahead, Anthony Giro Montague Esquire. Continue with your story. Right. So after I was done with my meetings, I got to spend a few days in Stockholm. And um, so I, I I take the train down to Stockholm yeah. and check into my hotel. Sure. And the first thing I do um, is to change out of my work clothes. And I'm going to get my, my tourist clothes on because I'm going to go walk through the city a little like bit. Hawaiian to- shirt, fanny pack, khaki shorts. That's Sandals right. with socks, right? Yep, sunscreen on the nose. Yes, huge. Sunglasses with the ropes tied around my your cr- neck. My Crocs. Yes, with socks though. Crocs and socks, right? Yeah. Crocs and socks. My Scrocs. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to catch on, but I like it. So, Scrocs. So, I'm halfway through the process. Sure. Meaning, the clothes are off. Oh, so you're naked. Basically? Uh, extremely close. I'm, I apologize Very, for the visual. Extremely minimal amounts of clothing on okay. at this point. I'm so excited for what's about to happen. Go. And my hotel door opens. Oh, not not a knock. <laughs> no knock. Not a, excuse me. It no. opens. It just opens. I welcome, mean, welcome to Europe. Wide wide open. And I'm where I can be seen right there. Like <laughs> there's. There's now visual contact between me and and the lady who who has opened my door. She's hotel staff. I say, oh, oh, changing, changing, busy. And she says, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. Like, putting your hands up. I'm like, well, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, don't worry. I am not offended at all by your near nudity, sir. (laughs) You may be European. I am wholly American, all right? I come from Puritan stock, all right? I'm not... Anyways, and so... um, she says, no, no, it's okay. And she holds up in her left hand two Heinekens. Now, I'm not familiar with this Swedish tradition. <laughs> uh, and so I say, uh, no, I didn't order them. Oh, she's like, And she says, no, 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 I just put them down. And she walks over to the table, like, right by me. Where you're basically half naked. Yes. And sets them on, on the desk. Sure. And, like, kind of gives me a little, like, nod. Like, have a good day, sir, kind of a nod? Exactly. <laughs> and walks out. The whole while, I'm was, just like... Was, was she nodded? Was she to give you a little smile? Like a, like that customer service smile? Uh, I don't know, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to paint this picture in my head, because this scenario gets better and better the more details you put into it. Yeah, at least she didn't ask for a tip. <laughs> and so, I'm just completely confused. One, like, no knock. Just walk in, right? Two... Why are there two Heinekens on the table? I didn't ask for them. Uh, they didn't ever show up on a receipt or bill or anything. So I'm assuming it's just like, hey, thanks for staying at our hotel. Here are two Heinekens. Um, yeah, and so it was a it was a very nice European welcome, I guess, to the city. I'm assuming they do this with all their guests. But anyways, I learned from then on, use the deadbolt. You always use the deadbolt. Yeah, yeah, that's like hotel, that's like hotel rule number two. Yeah, I'd never really just, you know, been walked in on in my hotel before. 
So, caught me, caught me off guard. You got caught with your pants down. This is Subjectively Correct Sports, the only podcast in the known universe featuring a couple of guys talking about sports and Anthony's half nudity. <laughs> unless there's another, unless there's another podcast out there doing that. Let us know. That'd to, be cool. to maintain our family rating, I cannot divulge any further details. I wasn't asking for details. I was. Trust me, I don't want them either. I'm just. I'm here for the audience. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make the audience laugh, but I also made them think more about you being half naked. I just did it again. That's my bad. We should move on. I am David. I am fully dressed. This is Anthony. He is usually fully dressed, unless he's in a private setting like a hotel room with the door locked. <laughs> Except when I'm in Europe, I just take the clothes off. Well, apparently, when you're in a locked room in Europe, <laughs> people <laughs> ignore the locks. This is my American ignorance. When you're behind closed doors, yeah. you, know, you think you could take some clothes off and, and be comfortable. But no, no, nothing is private in Europe. Except, uh, except everything on the internet. Like, you visit any website... In Europe, they passed this GDPR, the General Data Protection Rules or Regulations. Wow, this is a topic we should not go into on this podcast. I think so. Keep it going. This is great. (laughs) Essentially, like, in Europe, no one can use your your information without your consent. Like, like, you know, we have, like, cookies and things like that on websites here. Well, it's just, like, on steroids in Europe, the regulatory scheme there, Mm. you you have to consent to everything before they can use your information at all it's 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 about data privacy like even it goes so far that like in germany they won't conduct a background check because they feel it's a violation of privacy they won't do a background check a background check (laughs) yeah yeah so sorry interrupted interrupted your intro no sorry i i I just have something i need to look up on google transfer real quick i'm going to uh let's see take a look excellent podcasting yeah okay just like i thought there's no swedish word for privacy (laughs) It doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. I just typed in the Google Translator and it just well, came back with nothing. Well, there, there is a word there. I see it. <laughs> you ruined the I'm joke. Lo- I'm looking at you the word. You ruined the joke. Mm. You ruined... Man, go back to Sweden. Okay. Close my laptop in anger. That was that sound. Man. You lost your comedic timing in Sweden. Integrity. Was that the word? I don't know. It was something like I that. I have to open it back up again. That totally ruins the joke. Now, now my old computer won't turn back on. Great. You ruined my computer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, except for me on my computer right now, because that's broken, thanks to Anthony and his... Oh, it's back! Never mind. Everyone relax. My computer's back. We can continue with the show. Please subscribe, like, uh, give us a five-star review, leave some comments. We love the three or four people that commented. We appreciate you. So, Anthony, there was uh, quite a bit going on in sports. This is going to be fun. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun show today. We're going to get Sweden stories, like you being half naked with a couple of Heinekens on the table yep. you didn't ask for, delivered by a woman you didn't want in your room who came up with the door Situ- locked. Situation I would never be in, like, ever, by my own design. Right? <laughs> There's, like, four aspects of that story that just make me extremely uncomfortable. Hotel rooms? Yes. Europe? Exactly. I got two of them. Okay, we'll stop at those two. Okay. So... So Anthony's been unplugged for a while, and he got in Sunday late, jet-lagging it, jet-lagging it hard, and then he goes to work Monday morning. What kind of slave masters are you working for? I thought Europeans were supposed to be, like, cool with their labor, and, like, everyone's on holiday eight months out of the year and stuff. That's right. They need the Americans to work for them so they can do that. Is that what it is? More or less. <laughs> I imagine like whole boardrooms full of attorneys in Sweden. Yeah. Like, oh, make the make the Texas lawyers do it. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, so Anthony's been unplugged. I've been mostly plugged in. We've had sicknesses in the home and stuff, but it's been a big week in sports and I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm excited to learn about it for the first time because like, like David said, uh, I've just not been plugged in at all. I don't know what's happened with the NFL. I've caught some headlines here or there and so I'm trying to get up to speed over the last 24 hours but uh but a lot of the stuff i'll be hearing for the first time right so i i'm a huge aaron Rodgers fan something really weird happened to me on sunday um all my life i've been a 49ers fan i fell in love with the 49ers when i was really young with joe montana ronnie lott roger craig all those guys the guys some guy named jerry rice was on the team back then i think but anyway i love those teams and so i fell in love with the team that way And then Steve Young came up, and my dad was at BYU the same time Steve Young was in BYU. So I'm a big 49ers fan and always have been. My my mom's dad, my grandpa Larry, he was – I've never called him Larry in my life. I don't know why now I just decided to call him Grandpa Larry. I've never Mm -hmm. done that before ever. It was helpful for me. Was it? Yeah. To differentiate between the two grandpas? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, so Grandpa Larry and I – why – 
Okay, sorry. Distraction. Grandpa Larry and I would, you know, bond over the 49ers because he went to San, he lived in San Francisco for a time anyway. This is the most long-winded explanation I've ever had in my entire life. I'm going to end mm. it right now and get to my point. Okay. Sunday, I'm watching Packers, and I'm blanking on who they played all of a sudden. Vikings. Thank you. Hey, I knew something. You did. You were more help than me. And you, were in, you were in another part of the country. You were in a different well, hemisphere. Okay. Well, the only reason I know this is because the Swedes are Vikings fans. Not because not because they follow Minnesota football, but because they has a logo of the Vikings. And so you see people walking around the streets with Minnesota Viking hats on. And you're like, oh, football fan? And they're like, what is this football? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Soccer, English Premier League? That's funny. In Argentina, I lived there for a couple of years doing uh, uh, religious missionary stuff, and I would see guys wearing Yankee hats all the time. And I love baseball, and I played baseball. So I'd go up to be like, oh, you know baseball? There's no one in this country knows baseball. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? Mm. Like, your hat. Like, they'd look at it and like, it's an N and a Y. Like, well, what, what it, I'm like, <laughs> it stands for New York, like the Yankees. And they're like, I hate Yankees, because that's what they call all yeah, Americans. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, the hat you're wearing means Yankees, just so you know. And they look at the hat all disgusting, and, like, eh, and put it back on their head and wear it. So that's funny. That mm. probably happens in other places in the world, too. But as I was watching my favorite quarterback of all time and his team play, I realized I was getting super excited about everything going on. Normally, I just watch for, for Aaron Rodgers. But anytime the defense did something well or anytime special teams did something well, I get excited. And I was like, oh, my gosh, am I a Packers fan? So as I'm watching and I'm invested in the Packers now because of Aaron Rodgers and how much I enjoy watching him play, I care about the Packers. There's also a, a, a rookie from BYU who's on the team. I think his last name is Williams. He's a running back. And so I want him to do well because he goes my parents' alma mater and stuff like that. So anyway, I'm watching the game. I'm invested. And it gets down to the wire, right? And uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you remember Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I remember he's, Kirk Cousins. He's a Viking now. Yeah. He's, uh, he's trying to coin the phrase, you Vike that? Oh, no. You like that. You like that. <laughs> oh. Instead of you like that. Yeah, yeah, because because last was it last year or the year before that when uh, he led his team to a comeback mm. in Washington, he came out in the locker room. And he goes, "You like that? You yeah, like that? You like right that. now, it's you like that." Well, anyway, he drops back for a pass. Right, about to let it go. Clay Matthews like hits him on the shoulder with like his shoulder and partially his chest. Their helmets don't even touch. They go down to the ground, and Clay Matthews like catches himself. And like kind of rolls to the side a little bit off of Kirk Cousins. Because of the pressure, bad throw, defensive backs played it well, they pick it off. Right? Okay. Game's basically over. Because this is like the last two minutes of the game. The ball would have gone back over to the Packers. They would have been able to ice it and end the game. Right? Yeah, okay. Flag, 15-yard penalty, roughing the passer for, quote, putting his weight on Kirk Cousins. And Clay Matthews, when the flag gets thrown, he doesn't even acknowledge it. He's just like, we win, we win, because he's not even thinking. There's, there's no way that that yeah. was a roughing the passer call, right? So what happens instead, 15 yards, Vikings get another chance. They take it down, they score, they tie the game after two-point conversion, right? How do you Vike that? Oh, I didn't Vike it at all because I wanted the Packers to win. But I guarantee you, Kirk Cousin Viked it. You know who else Viked it? Whoever paid the referee to do that. <laughs> interesting note on this too so the hit you can look at it it looks so benign it's one of the weakest quarterback hits i've seen flagged ever and the nfl came out and they said they're going to use that clip and that video as a training video to the other referee crews as an example of how to correctly call that uh, uh call that rule and that new law that, no, a new rule don't want to call it a law. so so what did, what did the official decision say like what what did he do incorrectly that he he put his weight on the quarterback after the tackle. So basically, he was supposed to stop falling and fly above him. Okay. So, okay. So it wasn't that he hit him in too high. It no. wasn't that he hit him too low. Nope. The hit itself was good. Apparently, the hit was on time and legal. Okay. But it was the the follow-through, the momentum. His momentum carried him on to Kirk Cousins. Sort of. As they fell to the ground. And they, they kind of... Yeah, I want you to watch the video later so you can see it. But there's not... It's not like he's pancaking him and landing on top of him. It's like they kind of... He kind of like glances and rolls off to the side. Because, you know, he did just tackle him. Yeah. That tends to happen when you tackle somebody. I mean, this... Okay, I, I haven't seen the video. But from what you're describing, I just... I don't know how defensive players are expected to do their job properly. Especially with the quarterbacks. Especially with the quarterbacks these days that are 6'4", 250 pounds. I mean, Cam Newton, you try and arm tackle or push Cam Newton to the ground, 
he, Eli Manning had four Patriots around him in the Super Bowl and somehow wiggled free, right? <laughs> it, it, to, to make the, the, the pass to David Tyree, the helmet catch. I mean, if you look at that, he's got like three or four guys get a really good shot at him, and he somehow gets free. He takes the hits, he absorbs them, he gets and, free. And he's as cement-footed as they come as far as quarterbacks go, man. Yeah. So imagine like you're saying. So the, He's the most, go, going the most from, unathletic. Yeah, going from Cam yeah. Newton to going to Eli Manning yeah. was the best. That was the best juxtaposition you could have made. And so if what you're asking defensive players to do is to hit but not follow through, I don't see how they're going to tackle. Absent, absent just a complete blindside hit, how they're going to tackle some of these quarterbacks. Right. And I, I really feel like a lot of defensive players – are getting very uncomfortable when they're rushing the passer because of that. Yeah. Like, Khalil Mack is an absolute monster. He is. Playing for the Bears, he is just destroying every backfield he goes into. And he's put up crazy good numbers for a defensive player in the first couple of weeks. But I feel like his style of play has been neutered with these new rules because he can't go full all the time. And I understand they're trying to protect players. I understand that. And that's important. Player safety is important, especially for the players that bring in all the money the Peyton Mannings and the Brett Favre's and the Joe Montana's and the Joe Namath's. You go back to all these famous quarterbacks. When they're on the field, the game's better. And so you protect the quarterback, right? But to the extent that the defense is handcuffed and what they can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying we should be able to hit the quarterback as hard as we want and as violently as we want. That's not what I'm saying. But at least let them have a fighting chance. Yeah. I wonder if if this is called consistently throughout the the duration of the season, if you will start to see scheme changes where maybe they're dropping, they're 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 decreasing the number of of defensive linemen, right, and getting another back uh, defensive back in there. Just, I, I just I wonder how how this rule change will affect, especially kind of late game situations. Yeah, and you have to take that into consideration because it it costs the Packers a game, and of course. No one play defines an entire game. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if the Packers converted a, a third and long one time instead of punting one time, or if they got better field position one time, so we can't say that that play lost in the game. But at that point, if it went the other way, the Packers would have won. Yeah. So it definitely it definitely affected the outcome. It cost them the game up to that point, right? So I think this might start getting called more. I think a lot of defensive players, I feel so bad for them because it started with the defensive backs, and it started with the defensive backs not being able to to hand fight as much as they used to, the contact down the field rules got more strict, and what you could do to the receivers got more and more strict, which just opened up the game and has changed the NFL so that it's much more in favor of the offense. And then now it's happening with the pass rushers. So I don't know if the league is conscientiously going for safety. Doubt it. Mm-hmm. I think they're more going for let's make an exciting game by keeping these uh, quarterbacks upright. Because one thing the league can't have is Aaron Rodgers getting injured again. Yeah. And when he went down in week one, and he hurt his leg, and I mentioned this in Dave's Hot Take Something or Other, name pending. I thought, man, I'm not going to enjoy the NFL anymore. I'm not. This is not going to be as fun a season because my favorite player is out, and it was a bummer. He came back, and he did Aaron Rodgers things and was amazing and saved the day. But the NFL is trying to prevent that. It's trying to prevent their most visible, their most valuable, and their most interesting players, and they're trying to keep them in the game, which I get. But, man, I would hate to be a defender in the NFL right now, unless you're Jalen Ramsey. He's fun. Yeah. So, well, what else, what else has been happening in the NFL? Because okay. I, I, I missed both the first two weeks. Okay, okay. I got highlights is, is really all I've got. Anthony, Fitz Magic. Whoa, whoa, Fitz Magic? Fitz Magic. And, of course, I'm talking about the Dolphins' Minka Fitzpatrick. Ah. Okay. I actually did hear about this. <laughs> so, okay, so, so Ryan Fitzpatrick... The quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whoever he's playing now. Yeah, it's the Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah. So Jameis Winston was suspended for the first three games. Right, yeah, yeah. Enter Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And so apparently he, he's been doing pretty well. Let us, let us team to two victories in the first two weeks. It's like, I can't explain it. It's like, I have no comparison. I have zero comparison. It's like plugging in your Super Nintendo and PlayStation 4 graphics come up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did hear on the radio today. He's 35 years old. 35 right? years young. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so so he's having a, you can't call it a resurgence because you have to have a surgence. <laughs> yeah, there has, has to be some sort of surgence. Well, he okay, this is this is so Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's he'll throw eighteen touchdowns and three interceptions over five games, and then he'll and then flip, flip it, it. <laughs> and go three intercept, three yeah. touchdowns and eighteen interceptions. This is so okay. 
Yeah. Keep, t- keep saying what you were about to say. Okay. So so um, everyone's everyone's super hyped about his performance so far. He's definitely won himself the starting job until he starts throwing more interceptions and touch- touchdowns. What's, what's interesting and, is I've heard a lot of people say you got to put Jameis back in there. Right as soon as he's eligible to play. That's what I've heard, uh, which is interesting. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I I, 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 don't, I don't know all their names, but I, I did the same radio segment I was listening to. One of the receivers, I was Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Um, was saying no. It's like NBA NBA Jam. You got to go with the hot hand. When someone's on fire, you got to keep letting them shoot. Even, even if it's Sean Bradley. <laughs> yes, right. Sean Bradley's got to shoot the three ball. If he's in there and he's on fire, Sean Bradley shoots the three. Boom shakalaka. Huh? That was such a good impression. You should have seen his hands. <laughs> oh, oh, fits magic, you know. Never believe it's not so. Oh. Oh, fits magic, you know. Okay, so he's been playing so well that he's adopted this new nickname, Fitz Magic, right? Okay, except there's another NFL player, Minka. Which Minka? Who names their boy Minka? Don't go there. Okay, Minka. Actually, I don't know why. I, to, I was just trying to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I have no idea why. All right, Minka Fitzpatrick. He uh, he's a uh, what he's, what is he? He's a rookie. He's a safety safety yeah, safety, safety for the for the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah, who and, apparently and, are still a NFL team. Oh yeah, they, they're a professional okay. football team still. And they're they've won their first two games. What? Yeah. So the Jets beat someone in Week One. That was a surprise, right? Okay. Sam Darnold had a kind of a coming out party, and then the Dolphins beat the Jets, right? And now everyone's like. Huh? Yeah, the Dolphins beat the Titans with that crazy rain delay game. Oh, yeah. the rain delay game. I don't, right? Yeah. You basically had time to fly. Like, if you if you left, like, New York on a plane at, like, three minutes left in the second quarter, you could have flown to Miami and got to the stadium to see the next <laughs> half. Like, the delay was forever because of lightning and stuff, right? But they beat the Titans, and then they beat the Jets, who surprised people with their win in week one. Okay. So, you know what that tells me? That everyone, everyone in that league is, like... In a big bunch. Yeah. And then you have, like, the Patriots, who also lost this week. But they lost to the Jaguars, right? Who's, who are actually a, a really good team. They're a good Blake Bortles away from a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, so they'll never make it to the Super Bowl? Is that what you're saying? I think a certain blackballed quarterback would be a two-time Super Bowl champion at this Sorry, point how did, on how, that team. How did you describe that quarterback? A blackballed Quarterback. Oh, as in they're blackballed from the league. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So Minka Fitzpatrick played for the played for Alabama in his senior year, right? And they say he's going to be a star in the league. He's one of the Dolphins' best players already. They say he's a leader. And why would he be upset at this whole Ryan Fitzpatrick Fitzmagic thing, Anthony? Okay. So apparently his his mom has said that he's had the, the nickname Fitzmagic since high school. Well, Mama said. Yeah. And so on September twelfth. So, uh, a mere six days ago, he filed to, to uh, trademark the name Fitzmagic. Smart. <laughs> and uh, I think I think it's, um, I don't think it's fair to say that this is a coincidence. I think you saw, right, the, the hype around Ronnie Fitzpatrick uh, and the Fitzmagic nickname going to Fitzpatrick, and, or to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And uh, so he felt like oh, he had to do it now before Ryan Fitzpatrick trademarked the name, right? And so his his plan is to sell T-shirts and other gear with the name Fitzmagic. Well, one thing's for sure, that window of like profitability with the name Fitzpatrick <laughs> and Fitzmagic is going to be about as long as the Ryan Fitzpatrick magic. So it's going to be like two weeks of great sales, and then it's going to yeah. go away if this pattern I, continues. I just feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, why? Because he only has two or three le- weeks left of this, right? <laughs> Before the magic runs out. <laughs> like, let the man capitalize for a month, right? So let him trademark something. Is and, and Minka Fitzpatrick, who by all accounts is going to be a star in the league, is like, no, I'm taking this from you too, yeah. Fitzpatrick. Okay, Anthony, I want to show you also, something. Also, when did Ryan Fitzpatrick turn into Conor McGregor? Dude, <laughs> yes. I pulled up this picture to show Anthony. This is fantastic. In fact, if you're not paying attention, you will think that that is a very bearded... Wow. Very bearded, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, right? I, I kept thinking Ewan McGregor because he kind of looks like Ewan McGregor too from from you know Star Wars fame. He's been playing like a Jedi, which I don't know if Jedi's would play well, but I feel like they could. If a Jedi played any position, it'd be quarterback because you could direct the ball, right? They could move objects. Aaron Rodgers would still be better. 
Probably. No, no, I think I think the best position for a Jedi is any position because he has the Force. Okay, conversation over. I just ended it. Darth Vader would make a really good linebacker. <laughs> Could you imagine Darth Vader playing linebacker? He's a little slow. No, he's not. Kind of is. But, okay, so D-tackle? Imagine. Hut, hut. Hi, ah, force choke stack every time. Uh, no, it'd be jump of the hut, hut. <laughs> just when I thought that this wasn't going to be a bad pun episode. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so, but Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the only uh, surprising quarterback, right? I, I, I guess the, I, I saw the, that uh, Patrick Mahomes, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. You are threw for like 10 touchdowns over the first two weeks let me get research on that that's like never happened in the history of football yeah he's he's breaking records and stuff i think that's crazy huh yeah and he does not look like an nfl quarterback to me so yeah i I think a lot of people were scratching their heads when uh alex smith went to the went to the redskins yeah that was that was a curious thing yeah a stable quarterback who had taken to the playoffs a few years in a row um you know, didn't there wasn't like a huge drop off in performance or anything last year, but um, I think they find a, found a diamond in the rough with this guy. Yeah, a little bit. So you're willing to give up Alex Smith for a guy who's going to get you a 143 rating, 582 yards, and 10 touchdowns, two zero interceptions. Yeah, his his <laughs> ratio is pretty good right now. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes. But you know what? A lot of this is, and we talked about this with um, we talked about this with Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan. Andy Reid is a noted offensive genius. Yeah. And so he can take he can take a mediocre quarterback and make him look amazing. He can make him look elite, buzzword, because of his play calling and things like that. And then you surround him with people like Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. So the combination of Patrick Mahomes being good enough and having the big arm, plus the skill talent around him, plus the offensive scheme and the offensive play calling that can really make a difference in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is, go- is going to look very good. But I don't know if it'll translate to other teams. I think there's a a clear thread that we're not connecting here. Which is? It's Patrick. It's the Irish. It's the luck of the Irish, man. Have you seen the pictures of Patrick it, Mahomes? His name's Patrick. He's Irish. I, I, okay. If, if, you want, if you want to keep pulling on this thread, go ahead. <laughs> if your name's Patrick, the month of September is yours. Okay. Why not March? <laughs> because they don't play football in March. That's true. So I, uh, one of my best buddies from the hospital when I worked at the hospital in registration okay. was, a, was a nurse assistant, a, 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 well, emergency tech, right? They did more than just CNA stuff. But anyway, his name was Patrick, no, no, Daniel Patrick O'Connor. Mm. And he is straight up from the, the mother island. Like he is the most Irish person I know. He kissed the Blarney Stone. Like, I'm not kidding. He kissed the Blarney Stone. So someone, he goes up to the castle, in the castle Blarney, at the sa- town of Blarney or whatever it is, and there's this these uh, leprechaun, curmudgeon-looking Irish dudes up there. And they're like, hello, lad, what's your name? And I, on some field trip or something, he's like, Daniel Patrick O'Connor. It's like, ah, you need to kiss the actual Blarney Stone. And so they were sending foreigners to kiss, like, the different stone that wasn't, like, a real stone, but because his name <laughs> was dirty, Daniel. The yeah, dirty the, stone. Yeah, because it was Daniel Patrick O'Connor, like, they knew he was, like, straight up from the Mother Island, like I said. They grabbed him by the ankles. What? dangled him over the edge and said, that's the one lad. And they had him kiss the actual Blarney stone. And so anytime he like convinced someone to do something his way or something like that, we'd be like, oh, blessed with the gift of Blarney. <laughs> I love Daniel Patrick O'Connor. I miss you, Danny. Anyway. So I guess he should be playing football right now. Dude, he would be so good if he were. Man. All right. So yesterday, once I was back in the States and could actually pay attention to some things. And eat some burgers. I saw that the Browns, because why not Browns? released uh, Josh Gordon. Well, they were thinking of releasing Josh Gordon, but they ended up working out a trade. And where did he go? The Patriots, of course, because it's the Patriots. And what do the Patriots do better than maybe any organization? They take wide receivers who are just past their prime and get another year out of them. Perfect example of this, like you mentioned before, was Randy Moss. In 2006, Randy Moss played 13 games, had 42 receptions for 553 yards, and three touchdowns with the Oakland Raiders. Woo! The next year, in New England, he played 16 games, had 98 receptions for 1,493 yards, <laughs> and 23 touchdowns. Okay, but he only septupled his production. Yeah, so, I mean, if Josh Gordon septupled... Look at the quarterbacks that Josh Gordon has had in Cleveland. He One of the years he had the, uh, the most re- receiving yards in a season... 
I don't even remember his quarterback because the Browns have had 58 in the last seven years. And he was just blowing the league away. Now imagine if they can like rein him in, right? Get him focused, get him focused on football, and then say, okay, hey, Josh, will you go play with Tom Brady and Gronk for a while? Magic is going to happen. I just think about the Browns, like <laughs> management and owner and and coaching staff. And it's like, you imagine like, I don't know, say they have like, a wife or girlfriend who doesn't watch the games and they come home and they're like, do you lose again today, honey? After the first week. And they're like, no. Oh, so you won? No. <laughs> <laughs> like even when they don't lose, they don't win. How, how did the Browns end up? How did the Browns end a losing streak? They tie. <laughs> they tie. And then this week, you know what happened? They score a touchdown, right? Okay. To either tie. I think they scored. Yeah. They're playing the saints and they score a touchdown to tie the game late. And their kicker missed an extra point. Oh, oh no! I did see this. Yeah, poor, poor Zane, Zane Gonzalez, right? I, I think it was I his think, name. I think he was his name. He's out of a job now. <laughs> well, okay. So the story I saw on this though was that he was injured, and like the 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 medical staff knew he was injured. But when Hugh Jackson, the head coach, was asked about it, he's like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Okay. Like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so apparently this guy who comes out three times a game to either win it or lose it for you. Is hurt, yeah, and this million, this billion dollar organization, yeah, doesn't know that one of their most well, important. Some of hurt. the people knew, apparently. But appara- the guy who makes the final decisions on who plays and who doesn't didn't know. Okay, that is that is just the perfect example of management incompetence. Like I don't know if necessarily that starts from all the way at the top, but. That's just the most Browns thing I've ever heard. I thought tying to end a losing streak was the most Browns thing I've ever heard. No, losing the next week because the kicker is hurt and nobody told the, the man people in charge. was missing a foot and he yeah. still sent him out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that poor guy. I feel bad for him now. Because there are no backup kickers? Are there backup kickers? Speaking of kickers, Janikowski for the Seattle Seahawks is a beast. Is he the same Janikowski who's been in the league for like, like 15 40, years? Yes, yeah, he's like 40 years old and he's like 250 <laughs> pounds and it's glorious. He kicked an almost game-winning field goal. Oh, he plays for the Packers now. He mm. kicked a game-winning field goal that they called timeout on at just the last second. So it went through the uprights, but they didn't count it. And then he missed the next one. But anyway, watching him kick is amazing. Watching him tackle is even better. All right, David. So while I was away... You know, one of the things I was most excited about was to, to, when I got to Sweden, was to really dig into this jewel heist that, yeah, we, that's, that, that's... that we've been, I think, probably the, the, the premier outlet for Swedish jewel heist news. I think so. I at, think at least it, domestically. At I, least I think so, US. absolutely. I think when people think of Swedish jewel heist, they think of subjectively correct sports. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we spent the money to send you out there as our, as our on-the-ground correspondent. Yeah. So I'm hoping for some juicy, good information about the jewel heist. Okay. Because I know th- you probably have a better story than the eyewitnesses that when the fir- story was first released, because those guys... Wow, they got everything wrong. They did. Uh, okay, so I get there and I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait for my meetings to get over. I'm gonna Hate these meetings that supposedly <laughs> happen. Go ahead. I'm gonna get to my hotel room. I'm gonna change. No one's gonna We're walk in. <laughs> no, one, no one's gonna walk in on me. <laughs> if, if only. And then I'm gonna to travel to the town of Strangness and, and to their cathedral and and I'm just gonna look at all the clues. I'm gonna piece everything together i brought my yarn so i could like tie tie photos together and sure. fi- figure out who who the culprits were take them down gain international acclaim david my mere presence in the archipelago because the stockholm region's an archipelago thank you for explaining that <laughs> now please explain what an archipelago is it's a collection of islands thank you okay carry on my mere presence i was there from September 10th through September 16th. Is that on the Swedish calendar? No, September 9th. Is that on the September Swedish 9th. calendar or the American calendar? Yes. Okay. And the day, the day that I was planning my trip to go out there, breaking news. They found, they found one of the heisters. Get out. One of the criminal masterminds was caught? The Swedish police knew 
that I was about to break this case open. Obviously. And so they tripled their efforts. I imagine. You put some pressure on them. They got like, Interpol involved. Anthony Montague from Subjectively Correct Sports is here in the country. We got to get this going. We can't have this American coming in, taking all our headlines. Yeah, this hotshot podcaster with the, with the nose for the law. So they found, found this criminal. They brought him in for questioning. They requested to detain him because they have some weird laws about, like, if you don't have enough evidence, you have to let the criminals go. <laughs> what kind of judicial system is that? So so basically, if you can't prove they did something wrong, they get to go free? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, There's no Guantanamo Bay in Sweden. Weird. Okay. So so they caught him. And, and so I... I still wanted to go down. I wanted to. I wanted to aid in the investigation. Sure. But I'm surprised they didn't after, ask you by name. After talking to my Swedish lawyer colleagues, they recommended that I don't get involved at this stage. That it could be more harmful than good for you or for the for, case. For the case, that I would bring too much attention to it. That makes sense. Um, I mean, it's kind of a big national embarrassment. We didn't want there. the paparazzi. That's true. I mean, the national jewels were stolen. They don't want to bring more attention to it yeah. until they've solved the case and have them returned. So I get that. They, That's they don't right. want the, the rogue American agent to go in there and take care of it. So, so I passed along all my post-it notes, there you go. All, my, all my clues that I had gathered. Did you send little emails like, hey, let's review these later? I wrote everything on the back of Swedish fish and <laughs> mailed it to the inspector general. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, so I'm letting the Swedish police handle it. Uh, but I was a little disappointed in talking to the locals about the case. No can't one, imagine why. No one knew about it. What? No one knew. I told them about the Swedish jewel heist, and they're like, oh, the one from a few years ago? First of all, if you're saying the one from a few years ago, you've got too many Swedish jewel heists on your hands. Or too many Swedish jewels. That's right. Consolidate the jewels uh-huh. or... Or maybe maybe just invest in a security guard. Okay, and here's okay, here's my thing. It seems like okay, okay, Sweden is stretched really thin, it seems like, with their security on national treasures and jewels and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? I mean America's no, has no shortage of national yeah. treasures. They're I giving mean, way too Tim much of their money to healthcare and education. The constitution, yeah. And the like Declaration of Independence, all these monuments we have at national parks. I mean, these are all national treasures for us. Yeah, has anyone tried to steal the Lincoln Memorial? I think not. No. Right? right? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, White bet, House, still there. Yep. I bet Nicolas Cage could take the Lincoln Memorial. Or David Copperfield. See, I was going like movie reference. You went magician. Yeah. I think Copperfield could. Isn't he like not around anymore though? Like his career vanished. Magician joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do I need to remind you of Jabba the Hut Hut? <laughs> yeah, when you do it like that, it's better. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. Did you have a point? No. <laughs> okay. I, I forgot because of your bad puns again. Bad puns take over. Why'd you just put your thumb at me? Like, like you were looking at your computer screen like, look, can you believe this guy? David, like, the on-air sign is flashing. Okay. on-air say sign? Some, say something. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they, they had no idea about this, the, the current Swedish jewel high. So I this had, was my point. This is my point. <laughs> They must have too many jewels to take care of because they can't keep track of them all. They're losing them all the time. If they're really like, you can't call them Swedish royal jewels if there's so many of them that they start losing their importance that you don't even have a guard to cover them and guard them. You know what I mean? If a guy can just break the glass and walk out with them, it's obviously not that important. So anyway, yeah. Okay. The end. That was my point, I think. So I'm just going to keep an eye on this still. There's still one criminal at large. Have they found the jewels? They haven't recovered them. Then we've got nothing. They should have put you on the case. I'm, I'm ready to go back at a moment's notice. For now, I'm going to follow it from afar and, uh, and try, not to, try not to disrupt the, the ongoing investigation. Makes sense. So one of the things I didn't want, you know, really follow sports while I was away, but the, the, the team that I did follow believe it or not, was the Dodgers. Huge surprise. My cat's name's Mamba. You did that so wrong. <laughs> oh. And so, uh, so I, I, I couldn't watch the games because Stole apparently they... You did it badly. Not just badly, you did it wrong. They don't air the games in Sweden. Apparently it's not a super popular sport. Wait, baseball's not popular in Sweden? Not as popular as you would think. How about that? Because I thought it would be pretty unpopular. <laughs> so I was having to follow, like... And, and, the, and the games were at, like, super weird times. Like, one game would start at 3 in the morning. 
and they'd have like two games scheduled on the same day. I'm like, oh, it's a double header. It's like, no, it's just one game's at 3 a.m. and one game's at 11 p.m. Right? So two separate days in the U.S., but the same day in Sweden. And so, um, so I was able to to kind of follow at least stay up to date. And uh, the Dodgers have now moved into first place. They're they have a series going with the Rockies right now. When this uh, podcast is published. They could be a half game down or one and a half games ahead of the Rockies. We'll see. That NL West race is still very tight, and the the Diamondbacks are only I think about four games back of the Rockies. Now is the is the NL West race is that the closest playoff race right now? That's the that's really the only playoff race right so, now. So the other divisions are pretty much locked up. Is the wild card locked up? I guess the NL West is the only one. The wild card yeah, contender so, is going to come from the NL West. Uh, no, not necessarily. No. So so the. The NL East, the the um, Braves have a have a pretty good lead over the Phillies. I think it's like a six or seven game lead. Remember when the Braves um, were bad a few years ago? Yeah, they turned that around. They really did. The Cubs have a two game lead over the Brewers. So the Brewers are sitting in in the first position for the first wild card slot. Can I just in shout the out, NL West? Can I just shout oh, sorry out Chris, in the NL? Can I just shout out Christian Yelich? Yeah. Yeah, the most Miami Marlins thing ever. You give that guy away, and he becomes like an, an MVP candidate. Yeah. He hit for the cycle twice this year. No, he's been amazing. Both times against the Reds. And he's been a Dodger killer, which is very frustrating. Uh, and then holding the, the second wild card spot is uh, are the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, A half game over the Rockies. And the Dodgers uh, are basically tied with the Cardinals. So depending on how this, how this shakes out, you're either going to have two teams from the NL Central in the wild card or one from the Central, one from the West. Uh, and then the, the Diamondbacks still have a, a, an outside shot at, at taking one of those slots. Uh, but then in the American League, it's basically decided. Um, you've got Boston, Cleveland, and Houston winning their divisions. You've got the Yankees and the A's in the wild card positions. Uh, and then Tampa Bay is like six and a half games out of the wild card. So it's it's pretty much it's pretty much over. And and something to keep keep an eye on though. Boston has 103 three, 103 wins right now. That's hard to say. 100 wins. 103 <laughs> wins right now. The record is 116 by the 1906 Chicago Cubs. So they have a chance to break that record. Do they? Well, probably not. I mean, they have I think, to Yeah, they might have to win like win they out. They have to yeah, win out. Yeah. But this team is good. It's one of the best teams to come along in a while and some are calling it one of the best Red Sox teams ever. Which is saying something, because Manny Ramirez and Big Poppy. Yeah. Boy, baseball was the, fun back then. Now we have Cody Bellinger. <laughs> you know the last team to <laughs> the last team to to uh, have wins in the hundred and teens was the two thousand one Seattle Mariners, and I think they lost like in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. To the Yankees, right? Yeah, something like that. So as much as the Luke regular Vanilla. season is important for postseason postseason positioning. Baseball is that one cruel sport where it all comes down to whoever your opponent is in October, and if two or three of your pitchers have an off night, your season's over. Yeah, yeah. Just ask you, Darvish. Ooh, I knew that would sting. Too soon. That was that, was that will just yeah. for future reference. That will always be too soon. Gotcha. Speaking of the Dodgers, I know we already talked about them a little bit. What you want to talk I, about the Dodgers more? I am just so. So happy that the Dodgers are finally hitting. You know, we went through all summer. They didn't have their run. But now the bats are finally alive. They've scored the most runs of any team in the month of September. And it's not... It is the usual suspects. Turner's hitting. Machado's hitting. But it's it's also the guys who can be a little bit streaky. What? Why are you laughing? Sorry. <laughs> the, 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 pictures of, the pictures of Ryan Fitzmagic and his press conference <laughs> came back up on my computer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also got you've also got Max Muncy who's hitting. You've got Jock Peterson who's hitting. You've got uh, Fitz Magic. You've got everyone's friend, my friend, your friend, Puig, your friend. I love Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig is is the most fun baseball player to watch. He may be the most fun human to watch. Like I think he deserves a reality show. If we had a Puig Your Friend reality show and cameras just following around, they went to his charity, his Wild Horse Foundation, where he helps disadvantaged youth, um, and his family life, I'm sure, is pretty funny. The guy's just a character. He licks bats. He licks his bat when he, like, swings through a ball or he fouls it off. I love this, like, happy feet thing where he's like, 
he'll like take a pitch that's inside. He'll like he'll do like the choppy feet in his feet. That's he'll do a little dance in the batter's the box. Dances. He wags his tongue. The tongue wag. It's a good one. His his non baseball skills are like ninety nine. His baseball skills are like in the eighties, right? But his strength, oh my goodness! When you watch him, when you watch him connect on a home run, it 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 really looks effortless. It's you think one of that like pop up, maybe a, like a, a nice line drive, but the ball just keeps going. It's amazing. And so he's heating up. He had a game, he had two games over the weekend against the Cardinals. Uh, first game, two home runs. Next game, three home runs. He had five home runs in like ten at bats. Yeah, it was nuts. It was awesome. So I think, I think as a show, we need to come up with a Yasiel Puig nickname. I know he calls him, I think Wild Horse is one of his names. Mm -hmm. But now that he's become like this crazy home run hitter, I mean, he's on pace to finish the season with like 75 home runs if he continues at this pace, right? 10 every two days. So yeah. So (laughs) let's, uh, let's give him a name. So Puig, your friend is good. Should we play off of that? Yeah. So he, he, he often, when he tweets or does Instagram, he'll, uh, he'll do a hashtag, hashtag Puig, your friend. Right. And so, yeah, using that as our as our starting point, uh, Puig, your home run machine. That's pretty good. But I think we should like, play on the accent and call him uh, Puig, your home run machine. Home run. Home run machine. Machine. I like, I like that. Machine. I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Puig, your, Puig, your Dominican Barry Bonds. Okay. No? Well, eh? he's Cuban. That's problematic. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. That's kind of a big part of his story. Yeah. Puig, you're smuggled into the country. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think that's going to be good. I don't that's think that's not, be good. Yeah, that's not going to stick. Uh, uh, Puig, your howitzer? I don't know, because he hits bombs. Puig, your chooch? Oh, well, chooch is different. Yeah, it is different, but he's got a chooch. He does. He definitely has a chooch. David, what's a chooch? A chooch is what you say when an outfielder or an, well, any player, really, besides a pitcher, has just an absolute cannon for an arm, right? So you say, oh, man. That guy's got a chooch. It's like the next time Yasiel Puig like robs one at the wall and then throws a guy out at third, you can say, oh man, he's got a chooch. So fun to say. Try it at home. We'll wait. <laughs> Good one. Isn't that fun? I think, I think what sums up Puig the best though is probably Puig your Puig. Because there's no other thing. There's no other Puig. Puig your Puig. Puig gonna Puig. Puig gonna Puig. That's too hard to say. Sister Puig. Sister Puig. <laughs> pitch a Puig. There it is. Pitch a Puig. There you go, because like, pitch a please, but pitch a Puig. That's good. I like that. We found it. So even though I was gone, I was really pleased that when Thursday, Friday rolled around, I saw in my podcast feed a David's hot take something or other. Yeah, not sure what we're going to call that yet. And uh, I also I'm in communicate I'm in talks right now I'm in contract negotiations with a uh, another uh, a YouTuber slash a podcaster who also does our sound editing to maybe do a, a a combined like a show with him so my David's hot take corner or something like that could become the Henderson Bros hot take something or other so yeah we're in contact uh, we're in uh, we've been in contact we've been negotiating so we'll see if uh, we can make something work out with the contract so as cool. long as I still get eighty percent of it. Fine by me. Do you're you're getting 80? Anyways, this is, this the, is the th- risk of getting into business with a contract lawyer. <laughs> time for everyone's, uh, and by everyone I mean David, David's favorite segment of the week. It's David's Hot Take Minute. Let's do this. On your mark. Get set. Hot Take Go. I've been harping on this. Stop spoiling stuff in movies and the trailers and things like that. The new Captain Marvel trailer comes out. There's some cool surprise. Stop doing that. I'm still furious about the Hulk coming in. She's the- a woman? No. Oh, uh-huh. Don't interrupt David. So oh, I'll take sorry, something. Uh-huh. Okay, video, video game developers have a terrible, awful job, right? They're behind the scenes. They don't get any credit. No one cares about who they are, but everyone's going to trash their game. Everybody. I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Well, tell you what, Dave. Why don't you actually do something about it, become a video game developer, and make your own games, right? Okay, a rare Dave prediction. This doesn't happen very often. Josh Gordon will torch everybody as a Patriot. He will torch everyone, okay? I'm super angry that Anthony got to play the new 2K, and I didn't. That looked pretty cool. A little picture of LeBron James in a Lakers uniform is still a little uh, icky feelings inside, but whatever. Hey, the 49ers won, but they beat a team who looks kind of mediocre and or bad. So, uh, I don't know about that. The Jags are still a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. If Bortles wins, he'll be the second. Bortles wins, he'll be the second coming of Joe Flacco. 
AJ Green can make just about any coach and QB look amazing. He's the ultimate quarterback and coach job security blanket. If he's on your team, you're going to look great. He had three touchdowns in that game. He was amazing. He'd make any quarterback look amazing, even Andy Dalton. Tom Brady is currently the second best quarterback in the league. He's 41 years old. Josh Gordon is going to make him look like he's 38 again. Please, more Puig in baseball and less Cody Bellinger in baseball. I love this new Harry Potter deck building game I got for my wife. We play it all the time. It's super fun. I just wish they had made the same game, but for Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. It would be so much cooler. It would be so much better. Also, reporters in the field are either super weak or they're lying about how strong the wind is out there in the field. All right? So please tell us the truth or get out of there. <laughs> Woohoo! Dave's hot take minute. That last point is hilarious. I love the videos of these weather guys who are like bracing themselves against the wind or they're in waders up to the, like their mid thigh. Right. And then you see, you see like these teenagers walking in the background, like, like holding, no, the, holding the hand of their eight year old brother. Yeah. Like no big deal. Right. It's awesome. Um, all right. What else? I agree. I, I I'm excited to see what uh, Tom Brady does with Josh Gordon. I'm, I'm wondering if it's if it's Randy Moss 2.0. We'll yeah. see. I, I'm not excited because my uh, my wife's uncle Rob. I just call him Uncle Rob. Okay. He's a huge Patriots fan, and he is absolutely just the worst. That they win, and he's just like, oh, I'm just a humble Patriots fan, and they lose, and he's like, it's no big deal, Dave. It yeah. rings or whatever he says, right? And so when they were losing to the Jaguars, I sent him I sent him a text, and I said, your team is going to lose to Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles, Rob, <laughs> and he said. Yep, and the media, not spelled wrong, and the media will tell us that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are washed up. Happens every year. And I said, sure thing, Rob. Father time is undefeated. And he said, you're right there, Don. I'm very sad. And the frowny emoji. And I said, I knew you'd see reason. But anyway, so I think he'll be insufferable. And the best part of this, this text thread that I'm reading that I realize now is the misspellings of the word Belichick. It's Bill, Bella, like B-E-L-L-A, like from the like from the Twilight series. Yeah. And then check, like a check you get in the mail. And then a media became medial. Wow. So that's more of a visual joke that I'm now realizing mm. I shouldn't have done on the podcast. Yeah, maybe we should just not read our text conversations on the podcast anymore. That one was, it was funny when it happened, though. It's middle school all over again. <laughs> and I, I just w- I want to touch on the, uh, the NBA 2K19. So I went to, while I was in Sweden... I went to Comic-Con. That was a big surprise, by the way. That was, I definitely didn't have Comic-Con visit in the pool. Yeah, I, uh, and I didn't either. I was, I was riding the, the subway, and I saw a flyer for Comic-Con Sweden, uh, like, that night. And so I, was, I made the split decision, I'm going to Comic-Con. And I went, and the Swedes are just as weird as Americans. They love their cosplay, and I saw, you know, all my favorite superheroes, and it's, uh... Kylo Ren and Ray. I saw Spider Man. Oh, I, your Ron wife, Weasley. Your wife told me about two Spider Mans. Can you can you talk about both Spider Mans? Yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider. So there was one <laughs> Spider Mans. Spider Mans. All right. Um, English the, teacher says different. Yeah, though. there was a, there was one guy who really looked the part. He had the like official Spider Man suit. And, Definitely um, dropped some serious money on that. And like spoke really good English and almost sounded like the current Spider-Man character. Get out. Yeah, he, he did a really good job. And <laughs> this other guy who basically had like a red beanie with eye holes cut out <laughs> over his head. <laughs> and like Sharpie to draw the lines on that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's other Spider-Man. <laughs> Call him other Spider-Man. <laughs> and... And I was I was FaceTiming the family at the time and I said, you know, I showed him my family and he goes he goes, oh, tell your wife a Spider Man says hoy it's awesome. <laughs> so I was like, okay. It was so funny. And that my my sister's reaction would have been the best because she is one of the sweetest people yeah. I've ever met in my entire life, and I'm sure she didn't want to hurt the guy's feelings, but at the same time she was probably thinking, Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> terrible. And so so this uh this Comic Con, the, the theme of it was gaming. And so like half of the venue was just dedicated to gaming. There was like the Nintendo section, PlayStation, Xbox, and they had all these new games, some re- some recently released, some yet to be released. That's cool. Uh, I played NBA t- 2K19. I played some Switch games. I played the newest Tomb Raider, the newest Assassin's Creed. Uh, I also played some VR games where like you put the headset on and all of a sudden you're in space. Like you can't see your hands. They're right in front of your face and you can't see them. Instead, you see like two fists that are not your own or two guns or whatever it is you're doing 
It was so much fun. Like, did, did the VR look super realistic, or was it like cartoony well, a little bit in its graphics, like a video game? No, it was it was like a video game, but there there was one part um, where it was like you're watching a movie, like you're there's like a training portion that you have to watch, and that was all real, like real people, and that just seemed like it was real. You look around and and there's furniture and stuff. I mean, so cool. It's what I want for for my birthday and Christmas. So, Laura, I know you're listening to this podcast. I'll send you a link on Amazon. This is so cool. The only the only downside is that you're tethered, and so when they when they come out, and I, I guess there are because like it has to be plugged into the computer to like run the game and right. stuff. So when they when they come out with some, and there are some untethered models, but I guess they're not as reliable. So when they cut, overcome that, and then they get this like omnidirectional track that you can like run oh. on and stuff, and not actually move, right? Then, then it'll be perfect. Except that you're not actually like playing with other people, and you stopped interacting with humans. That's where we're headed, anyway. That's true. Might as well steer into that skid. Just go head first. Yeah, just just dive head. We're gonna get there eventually. Well, get if, there you, now. if you go head first, it's 15 yards on the play. Apparently, you don't even have to go 15. Uh, you don't even have to go head first. You can like baby tap him with the, your your shoulder on his shoulder, and it'll be like, oh, 15 yards. Suspend him for a game. My goodness, I don't. I'm still angry about that. I don't understand that rule. Do we know what a catch is? Uh, I think we've moved past the catch. We don't know what any of the fundamentals of football are anymore. I'm so lost. But I still love it. Alright, so so last Sweden story for this podcast. Um, are we going to do more next week, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so the Swedes are tall people, David. Um, I don't know what the average height is. But like you, don't, you, don't, you, no, okay, okay. you don't have to do that. Don't just wanna, just suffice it to say, they're, they're a tall people. Maybe a good a good head, head and a half above me. Who told you the Swedes were tall? Good point, David. <laughs> my source is my eyeballs. That's, okay. that's all I've got. All right, okay. I guess we'll carry on. I'll okay. allow it. And um, it's not that I'm like abnormally short. And I when I think about myself, I don't think necessarily short. In South America, I'm tall, but I'm like 5'9", okay? Ish. You could have led with I'm 5'9". That would have taken out a lot of those wordy words. Do I interrupt Hot Take Minute? Yes, you do. Yes, you do interrupt Hot Take Minute. All right. You threw me me off my game. Okay, but I'm not not a normal 5'9", okay? I've got... I've got extremely short legs and an extremely long torso. Okay, I didn't know where you were going with an <laughs> abnormal 5'9". Okay. I was like, 5'9 on the moon? Like... So if, if you like measure my feet to hips, you would think I'm like 5'4". If you only measured my hips to head, you would think I'm like 6'4". Okay? Together, it makes about 5'9". Gotcha. Okay? Just, just average that out. So I've got a really long torso yeah. and pretty short legs. Gotcha. Okay? I follow you. The Swedes are tall, but they seem to be um, properly portioned. So they're normal. They're <laughs> yeah. normal 5'9". Yeah, they're normal 5'9", or normal 6'4", or whatever gotcha. they happen to be, right? But, but, you be, but as you were walking around, you realized that you're not as tall, you didn't feel as tall as when you were in America because everyone else is taller around you. That's Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. And um, this was made most apparent when, at Comic-Con actually, I went to the bathroom, and uh, I went to sit on the toilet, and I experienced something I, I, I don't think I, <laughs> I had felt since maybe I was six or seven years old. I, this is going to get into weird bathroom <laughs> territory. I, As I'm sitting on the toilet. The tension is building. I realize that my feet are not touching the ground. <laughs> I've been full on dangle. <laughs> I'm moving my feet back and forth. <laughs> And there is no friction. Were they even touching the ground at all? <laughs> they weren't touching the I could, if I, if I angled my toes, <laughs> I could barely touch the floor. I could barely get my toes on the floor if I angled them the right way. Otherwise, I'm just, I'm dangling from the toilet seat. Which, when it comes time to finish up on the toilet seat, and you don't have that leverage from being able to push off the ground, you're in a very precarious situation. Talk about a cliffhanger. Don't, did you stand up? Did you have to stand up? I don't mean to get too personal here. But how do you, how do you rectify were, that situation? There was, 
How do you rectify that situation? No, no, how do you rectify <laughs> oh, that situation? Oh, rectify. oh, yeah. There was some maneuvering, all right? I, some maneuvering? I, I contorted myself in ways I didn't know possible, David. <laughs> but we got the job done. And uh, made, it so, out, made it out of there alive. You made it out of the stadium alive, as, yeah. as Tomlinson likes to say. So you may you may think fondly of your childhood years, sure, right? Yeah. And oh, what you know, a carefree life it was being a kid. Absolutely. But when you're at the mercy of a toilet seat and you're just dangling, clutching for your life, you realize being a kid wasn't all fun and games. I d- I imagine the scene from Elf. Have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> 